Hey dreamers, my guest today is making her dreams come true by learning the art of selling to big companies and high paying clients. Dreamers, I am not the salesperson. Uh, I, I, you know, people tell me I should be a salesperson. I really hate sales personally, so I'm looking forward to learning. Dreamers, I want to welcome Melinda. Ch- I should have asked: Is it Chen or Sh- Chen or Chen? Chen, yes. Chen. Chen. Okay, cool. I got it right on the first time. It's been a while uh, since I've stumbled on last names. Melinda, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Uh, have you here on the Dreamers podcast? Uh, yeah. So I, why don't you get started by giving some background about yourself so we can learn about what, what it is that you do and, and uh, you know, just how, a little bit about how you got started without getting yeah. too in-depth. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I'll just uh, give you a background, a brief background. So um, I uh, the first time I started getting involved in business and the world of sales is practically when I was 15. And uh, I grew up into a very entrepreneurial family. So my parents, they own their business. And I'm from Asia. I'm Taiwanese. So when uh, when they realized that, hey, she's uh, her English is good enough, um, she is ready to help out the family business. So I started going to trade shows. I became the translator for the company. And that's when that's really when I um, got really excited about the world of business and there's so much creativity going on and people talking, negotiating. I really loved it. So I knew I wanted to be uh, in business, not necessarily sales, but in business. And I went to school, you know, studied, got a general business program. And when I graduated, I was lucky enough to get a job as international sales manager for one of the largest language language institutions in the world. And I figured, hey, you know, that's great. I got to, I'm going to be able to talk to agents around the world, South America, Europe, and Asia. So I was excited about that um, opportunity. But then I realized that I was not really good in sales. And uh, I started calling people and no one wanted to talk to me. And I couldn't understand. I'm like, hey, I'm passionate about this offering. This is the best offer. The program is great, got great reputation. And plus, you know, I'm a pretty nice person. So why wouldn't people want to talk to me? And that's when I started realizing that, hey, you know, the sales thing, it's a little bit more complicated than you seemed. And uh, and I started doing a lot of uh, research about it, read tons of books. And I continue to do a lot of dialing. And back then, I mean, we're talking about 2000. And uh, people still use, um, there was no internet, Facebook, LinkedIn, forget about that. So it was all about phone calls and visiting people and sending, well, email was pretty popular. So I did a lot of calls. I like I did 5,000 cold calls over the years. And slowly I started to master that art of selling and especially sell to really hard to reach decision makers. I love the challenge. I love trying to go after those elephants and the people who are going to transform your business. And uh, and I've been able to use that uh, strategy to to sell around the world, um, practically to companies in South America, Europe, um, Asia, especially United States, Canada, so pretty much everywhere. And uh, and I also started getting more involved with this entrepreneurial um, community about five years ago when I had my first child. So I started to hang around with a lot of female entrepreneurs. And I noticed that the entrepreneurs, while there's a lot of talk about sales, there wasn't in, there was not enough talk about how to sell to big companies or how to sell to executives, founders, or those people who are constantly surrounded by 
our competitors, basically. So, and I started consulting for people, and that's when I decided to open or start my other company called Women Making Big Sales, and really helping small entrepreneurs sell to big companies. And that's wow. where I am now. You know, uh, so so you, I mean, you grew up in Taiwan. Uh, I grew up in Taiwan. Yeah. But I mean, you, I, I honestly, your your accent, I wouldn't even be able to tell. Like, oh yeah, like I'm in Canada right now, and oh. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to throw some A's in there. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Of... <laughs> I was talking to somebody from Canada yesterday, and they didn't say A until the the last. Like, all right, I'll see you. Have a great day, eh? And I was like, there it is. It there took 45 is. minutes, but it finally oh, came okay. out. <laughs> well, I'm from Quebec. So, uh, yeah, we do speak French as well. So maybe that's why, you know, we have a little bit more A or less A. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, you know, sales to me, it's it's tough. Like, to me, I, I'm a relationship type guy, right? I, like the long, I'm, I'm more of like the long game. So, like, when it comes to like cold calling stuff, I mean, not a lot of people really like it, right? It's not mm-hmm. a... It's not a thing for everybody because you, it's a lot of trial and error and um, a lot of like getting told no, especially in the beginning when you're trying to hone that message and hone that like, can I explain something properly and, and all yeah. that. Is that is that what you, you have found? Um, yeah, well, I think cold calls, a lot of people figure that, hey, cold calls is all about making that calls and closing that sales. But I think cold call right now, it's more about opening the door and starting that conversation. So if you're trying to accomplish everything, you know, we always, everybody talks about, you know, you got to take your clients to know you, like you and trust you. But if you're trying to accomplish all these three within one call, I mean, the pressure is big. It's huge. It's like, you know, what hell, what the heck am I going to say to be able to accomplish all these? But I think calls or, you know, let's take the cold away, especially in today's world. There are so many tools for us to take that cold, the, the cold, basically that, you know, uh, complete stranger factor away. You are able to start a conversation. You just have to do it strategically. You have to make a compilation. And if you really talk to winning sales um, executives, it's all about using a combination of tools and doing a series of things right instead of just saying, hey, that's all I do. Basically, I just call, 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 call. Uh, I started when I, you know, when I just started doing sales, that, that was a mistake I made. But if you're able to use a combination of tools, that's where you really start that conversation. So, you know, speaking of that, that reminds me of a story. Somebody had told me that they wanted to get a job. I think, or no, I, it was a story of somebody that I think wanted to get a job with, um, that dude that everybody loves and I'm not a huge fan of, um, out of New York. I can't, I can't even think of his name. I can see his face. Oh, Gary, Gary V. Like they wanted ah. to get a job with him. So they, 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 somebody figured out a way to target his employees, um, through Facebook and, mm-hmm. and started running ads so that those pe- only they would see it. Um, yeah. until, and he, I think he narrowed it down to the point where he was targeting specific ads messages right to Gary himself mm-hmm. through Facebook. And then that's how I ended up getting a job. But <clears throat> I could see end up doing that, like in a, in, you know, um, strengthening your cold calling that way. Like if you were targeting very specific businesses, like very, very specific businesses, start, figure out those people that, that are in that company targeting cold, like ads to them on Facebook. So when you pick up the phone and call them, Oh, I think I had seen your stuff before. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't cost you a ton of money. It just took time (laughs) to figure out that, that very specific niche to, to get them to see the ad. 
and that is the advantage in terms of knowing how to sell. And it's unfortunate, like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm, I'm not a good uh, in sales. I'm just going to focus on marketing content and which is important, which is super important. There's no doubt about it. But if you know how to sell, it's actually going to cost you first a lot less. You're no, you're not going to spend money and pay all the money to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. They love it. I mean, Facebook is loving it because there's this whole world of people thinking that if I pay, you know, if I pay Facebook money, then uh, then I'm just going to get leads uh, automatically sent to me. But uh, if you know how to sell and exactly that's a great story, what you just talked about is if you're very specific in terms of who you're trying to serve, who you're trying to sell to, and especially for small entrepreneurs, you are not going to need. I mean, you don't need 100 clients you need five really good paying clients or 10 of them that are going to give you money, give your business over and over and over again. And that's so that, you know, you've got more time to, hey, you know, your daughter, she's eight months old. You're not hoping that, you know, you're not trying to get a hundred clients and constantly trying to deal with operations and uh, payments, accounting and stuff like that. So if you're a small entrepreneurs and trying to go after big clients, a small number of clients, be very targeted and focus on the accounts, I think that is really a good strategy to, uh, to do. And it's going to cost you a lot less. No, I, I'd agree. I, you know, because the bigger you get, the more money you have, the more money you have to spend to keep that money going. Totally. And it just becomes yeah. a headache. I mean, it, it spirals out of control very quickly when you Definitely. start like, oh, well, I'll just hire someone to help me with this. And it's like before you know it. Most of your money's going out the door. Yeah, so. yeah. You gotta manage the people. There's the turnover, and uh, and then you just. I mean, at the end, and that's what I see a lot of people is like at the end, you have to ask yourself, "Am I happy doing this?" You know, am I happier because you know there's a dream of entrepreneurs, and you know we're trying to create this dream. But most of entrepreneurs, when we decide to create that dream, it's not just the money we're going after, but it's that sense of freedom. It's that sense of you know. Um, work-life balance that we're trying to figure out so yeah no it definitely is about you know figuring out what you want out of life and then then you can build around that yeah um yeah. and a lot of people forget that step they they're just like oh i need seven figures i need not eight figures i you know i i just i gotta have a million dollars if i'm not making you know a hundred thousand plus a year then i'm not making any money and it's like well that's not true at all if you know how much money you need to to make in the first place yeah, yeah. And that's the same thing with sales, too. I mean, the first thing we ask our clients when we work with a client is that what kind of what kind of ideal clients do you want to work with? And how many do you want to work with? And a lot of people say, like, well, what do you mean? Of course, I want to work with as many people as possible. <laughs> of course, I would love to have tons of people. But you got to figure out your number. You know, how many can you handle? And would you prefer having a lot of small clients or a small number of large clients and which one would make sense to you, which one would be, you know, the kind of life you want to lead. And you got to start with that. And then you work on how many leads you need. But if you simply just have a, you know, a very vague, uh, vague idea of, Oh, I'm going to have as many clients as possible. I'm going to target startup companies. That's, that's just, that's just going to make your um, job a lot harder. 
oh yeah plus you run that that risk a lot easier of like well yeah i have 100 clients but only like three of them are actual like big like if i lost yeah. one of those three all of a sudden everything falls apart or, or yeah. two of those three like it doesn't matter that i have 97 other customers because they're not doing it for like they're not doing enough like together maybe a little bit but but the thing is then you've run that 80 20 rule it's like 20 percent of your customers or less than 20 percent of your customers are doing over 80 percent of your business and, and one of them leaves you're you're done mm -hmm. yeah 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 and that's the thing it's when it comes to um well, we're, we're basically, we're talking about prospecting right now mm -hmm. is that regardless of any leads, you got to invest in it. And that's what people, a lot of people don't understand. It's like, you know, even if you want small clients, you still got to go through that process, the whole sales relationship thing. You have to sell anyway. I mean, either it's small clients or big clients, you got to sell anyway. And I always ask people, you know, if you have to sell anyway, why don't you go after big clients? If you have to go through that sales relationship, if you have to build, you know, if you have to prospect, nurture the lead and close your lead. So why are you wasting? Well, I mean, why are you wasting your time with people who are just going to pay you a thousand dollars one time and then they go? Yeah, I mean, it's self-doubt. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, I, you know, I, I can't get those those bigger customers. And I, I agree. You, you should be. I mean, it's tough because at that point, it's like, well, do I want a job? Because like it depends on what you're obviously it depends on what you're trying to sell or what type, mm -hmm. type of service you have. And all Definitely, that. But, yes. but it, it runs that like, well, if I was going if I was going after a bigger company at that point, I'm, I'm looking at that tipping point of like, do I just want a job with that company? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Instead of like, oh, because or or do I want to be a freelancer for that company? Because there's some benefits, and you know, it all depends on what you're, you know, what you're looking for. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I think, and that's the amazing thing about being entrepreneurs is we define the kind of path we want to go, and we have that freedom to say, hey, this is how I want to tr structure this because it's just the kind of life I'm looking for. Um, and if we don't want that freedom, it'd be much easier to just go work for somebody else, like you said. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I, I was just saying, like, have from from the, the the from the aspect of uh, having a bunch of small customers that are paying you a thousand dollars each versus like I'll get a big customer that that'll pay ten thousand or twenty thousand or thirty thousand. Um, again, it depends on what kind of life you want to live and how Definitely. much money you need. Because at that point, yeah. it's like, well, if I just took a job with them, at least I'd have the security. So when the job, you know, when the stuff runs out, at least it's you know, quote unquote. I I should have put it in quotes, security, because it's not really secure. <laughs> but getting back to 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 sales, um, how did with your with your women was it women in business? Women making big sales. Women making big big sales. Sorry, sorry about that. Um, how how did you you know what were some of the first steps that you took when you were like I'm going to start this up? Oh, uh, the first step I took. Well, it really started with just simple consulting. I didn't really start as, hey, you know, I'm going to start women making big sales. Um, I uh, When I started getting involved with the uh, the female entrepreneurs uh, community, people knew I was, uh, I was in sales. And I am still in sales right now. I'm not just a coach or a strategy or consultant. Um, I still represent companies. And I, I'm, I basically am still a sales executive for big account, accounts that I represent. 
So I started getting involved with a few um, female entrepreneurs and they were talking to me about the challenges they were facing in sales. And uh, I gave some of the uh, the feedback and they got pretty excited about it and uh, decided that, you know, hey, maybe we could work with each other more like a consultant. And uh, I started consulting for these people. And that's really the beginning of this kind of business idea. And and afterwards, I didn't really actively pursue it because I was busy. I mean, I've got a really busy lifestyle. And um, and I think a few months later, people were talking to me and they were like, hey, why don't you like, can I just hire you as uh, as my salesperson? But I knew it wasn't going to work because normally um, a corporate sales executive or a B2B sales executive, the average salary is about 100000 or 7500 And for small entrepreneurs, it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't cut. No matter how much commission you're trying to give, it just wouldn't. Yeah, it's not reasonable and realistic for small entrepreneurs. So I was trying to find ways to really be able to help entrepreneurs and uh, in a meaningful way. But at the same time, it makes sense to me and to create that win-win situation. So, um, yeah, and then I, after a few trial and error, so right now our program uh, is 12 months to six weeks, uh, no, sorry, 12 weeks to six months, and just really treat it as a sales campaign or project based to really help them start selling. And to uh, while we're doing it, at the same time, they can acquire their um their their sales knowledge and that's really how it started and I decided to put a name with it and we're trying to figure out and we decided to call it women making big sales and that's it we stumbled across it and yeah that's how it was created <laughs> it was pretty yeah unplanned well hey I mean that's a, that's you know you learn as you go and building it as you go and see what works and and that uh things aren't always planned I mean there's yeah. plenty of things that are never planned that people fall in love with. I mean, look, kids, exactly. ha- kids are a great example. <laughs> um, now, what, what's been the, your most favorite thing to go and sell of all the things that you have sold in the past? Um, I would like to say uh, the favorite thing that I, I do enjoy helping entrepreneurs, especially service-based entrepreneurs sell. So um, I think a lot of service based, especially marketing managers or uh, human resources managers, I find these are the things that are really hard to quantify for uh, the managers, like the consultants, because when you're trying to sell to these really hard to reach decision makers, it's very important to be able to, you know, let us say the unique value proposition. Some people call it that way or um, to really describe that the value you're providing in a very quantitative way or meaningful way. So I always find that practice of transforming something that's very um, hard to quantify, transform that to a quantifiable benefit or value proposition, and then go after hard to reach clients. So at the end, for me, it's that really hard, the harder it is to reach, the more interesting it gets. So, you know, for example, you know, if you're trying to get into like the director of Fortune 500 companies, and that's when I really find extremely exciting. And it's like digging the gold, you know, trying to find the uh, roadmap to that. And I, I really, really, really enjoy that process. Well, I mean, what's one thing that you would say to somebody who's just getting started with sales or, or actually, no, no. Cause that, that's pretty cliched. Let's, let's go with somebody who's already been selling for like three to five years. Um, but, and they've had success, but it, you know, the success hasn't been 
um, explosive, if you will, in, mm-hmm. in sales. What's what's something you would like? One of the things that you would suggest to somebody that you were like, "Here's how you could maybe do it better." Mm-hmm. I think everybody's a little bit different in terms of how unique their business is. Um, but what I always look and always in my mind when I'm trying to help somebody is really understand the whole process, that entire sales process, and where there might be. Uh, room for improvement, especially if somebody who's already doing it for three to five years, there's always a reason where why they continue doing it. It means there must be success because they're getting it somewhere. So to really, really looking at it as a process and try to track it, you know, is there any business metrics you have or can we really have find some uh, performance performance metrics, what is working out of this, this sales process? You know, we talked about it a little bit, you know, the prospecting, lead generation, and lead nurturing, and closing the sales. Which one is working really well, and which ones have, um, have rooms for improvement? And that is usually the, and I have to say, every business slice slightly different. Everybody got their unique personality and uh, unique talents. And that's, that's why it's hard to say, hey, this is definitely something that um, that you should do. But for small entrepreneurs, and especially people who ask me, hey, small entrepreneurs, how can I sell to big companies? I mean, there's so much competition, and these big companies, they're always using the big agencies and stuff like that. How would I be able to sell to them? I would say you got to try to find a very, very small um, target market to be able to do that. And that's really the first thing. If you're really focused, I 80% of the time, if the person is very focused in terms of the clients they're serving, they're likely, very likely to see very, very great sales success. I, you know, I, I'd agree. I'd agree. I think that there's um, being being focused on what it is that you're doing and the sales process, I think is, is cause I'm a, I'm a process guy. Like I, mm-hmm. that's where I might, you know, operations and like figuring out the best way to optimize those processes is, is where I, you know, where I excel. Um, awesome. so, so for me, like, yeah, when I talk to somebody like that's usually the first thing I go to is like, okay, well what, you know, how many steps do you have to go through? How many hands have to touch to make the sale the really happen? Like cause the sale doesn't happen until the product is delivered, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. I mean, technically it doesn't really happen until the money is collected, but you know, for, for, as, for as far as the salesperson goes, generally speaking, it's, it's when the you know product changes hands or service changes hands. Um, so yeah, so I, I would say um, being really focused on that process, like, you know, taking out all the, 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 the gaps that like in timing and in how many people have to touch it just to make it happen. Uh, would be where I would head with that. Now, um, for you, like, so you said that your your parents, your family, um, was was like a family of entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I assume they took it pretty pretty well when you were like when you actually acted upon becoming an entrepreneur yourself. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, they're um, it they're pretty they're pretty laissez-faire in terms of what we decide to do so i guess they they figure eventually we're all uh we're all going to be okay in the end so they haven't they never really directed me in terms of which direction i should go but although since uh since i was really young i always knew that i wanted to be in business so that was pretty if we call it the dreamers that was pretty much my dream it's uh that's all i knew i always tell people i actually don't know anything i'm i don't have really big hobby i'm just 
pretty much a workaholic, but yeah, I don't know much about anything else, but um, yeah, that's pretty much my passion since I was really, really young. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've interviewed hundreds of people at this point. So, and, and I've had quite a few people say, yeah, I didn't know what kind of business I wanted to be in, but I knew I wanted to be in business. And, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, I'm the same way. Like I get, I get like the itch when I am not able to work as many hours as I would like to work. Cause I, I'd love yeah. to just keep working uh, most of the time. Uh, I, I do believe in breaks and, and I believe in taking, you know, utilizing energy and time wisely, but, uh, but grow, you know, growing up and being like, yes, I'm going to have business. Like, well, what is it? Well, right. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's like a lemonade stand or something at the, you know, in the <laughs> beginning, but it's, it's something that, that, that it's hard to explain. I mean, to me, and I don't know about maybe for you, right. Entrepreneurs to me are problem solvers. Like that's we're just like, you could take on the word entrepreneur and interchange it with professional problem solver. It's not yeah. as, it's not as sleek and sexy of a word, you know, wording, but to me, that's, that's how I see it. So yeah. did you enjoy like a lot of problem solving growing up? Oh, actually, it's funny that you you use problem solving. I always say business is like puzzle. So it's it's almost like the same thing, but it's a constant puzzle. And uh, and it, you're constantly trying to find a way to, to solve the problem. And I think it's a really good exercise if you're trying to, you know, if you see business as problem solving exercise, because a lot of people, especially people who are just starting to be entrepreneurs, I think there's a lot of times that we take things personally. You know, when the clients say no to us, when we write this awesome blog and nobody ever responded and you get that feeling, oh my God, you know, I suck, you know, the world does not like me. And, you know, but it's really just a problem uh, that needs to be solved. It's, it's, it's a puzzle and uh, it's that constant exercise. And I think it's a great way or a great visualization to keep people motivated and uh, just keep going and not taking things personally. And you are going to get tons of no's and you are, you are going to approach potential clients and there will be people who said, no, I don't need it at this point. So I love, I love simply saying, Hey, this is just a problem solver. That's trying to figure out out of this process, where can we improve it? And uh, rather than just, you know, sulking and uh, it will happen sometimes <laughs> it happens even it happens but um but you know it's so important to stay positive and motivated using this kind of you know thinking of business like a problem or puzzles well for, for me like so when i in my family's business i did um like a year or a year and a half of uh on the road salt calls the uh, sales calls and I absolutely hated it. <laughs> they did not like these people did not want to see me week after. I mean, only maybe like three of them did. And I would save those people for like the end of the day. Like I like one in the morning, one in the afternoon and one at night, because majority of the people I was seeing throughout that day did not want to see me. Why not? Why didn't you enjoy it? What was the, the I, part you hated the most? Well, it, it didn't help that it was um, – I had to drive like an hour or out, like an hour, hour and a half just to get up to the area. So by the time okay. I was done, like at you know, 3, 30, 4 o'clock, I still had to drive back to an hour, hour and a half um, and do all of my daily work because this was like a one-day-a-week type thing for me. This wasn't uh -huh. an everyday like, – because like, normally I was in an office and doing operations type stuff and, and inventory Which management. Which you loved. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and I had to take myself out of that and go be a salesperson for people that did not really want to see me. So for uh, the most part. So it's like, yeah, it's it. Yeah. Plus, I was younger then. I was, you know, this like 24 year old, 25 year old kid like coming in 
trying to sell and um not not my thing <laughs> no no i do remember when i started selling and that was like when i was 22 and for the longest time i was wearing really really old uh, ladies clothing simply because i was trying to act a lot more mature than i was uh i was a kid but it, you try to use it to your advantage and there will be people who are um who are who will accept the way you are as long as you're trying to be authentic and really really trying to provide value to them so i i would agree i would agree i mean it it all depends on the type of people like if they you know i mean i'm still young to some people i mean i'm 30 now but i still feel like i'm a kid uh to, to you a are a kid <laughs> yeah I, I know i got a kid now so I, it, it's time to grow up a little bit but not not too much um <laughs> And it's, it's just interesting, like, you know, when you, when you're trying to talk, especially like in the world of like consulting and stuff and they're like, Oh, you're only 30. Like, what do you know? But like, I have this experience, you know, I have this background. So for me, uh, it, it, it actually, it's just more reassuring to tell myself like, Oh, well then they're not really going to be one of my clients anyway. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, they're just not on board with this idea that a kid, you know, a quote unquote kid could come in and explain something to them better than they could, even though it's their business and they should know it, but they don't cause they're too busy in the business instead of on the business, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So Melinda, of all the things that you've done, what, what's been the biggest roadblock you've had to overcome over the years? Um, the biggest roadblock. I really think at the beginning, beginning of my sales stage, and uh, that was the roadblock of knowing I was doing a lot, a lot of calls. And I always tell people I totally understand about entrepreneurship and the challenges some entrepreneurs face when we're working really, really hard, but not getting anything in return. And so for the first two years, I was doing a lot of calls. I was queen of call calling in the office. Everybody knew that I was doing lots of calls, but I was not getting a lot of sales. So, and that's really, I think it's, uh, you know, especially when we really work really hard, there's always that sense of entitlement. Hey, I worked so hard. Why am I not getting the sales? You know, I've, I've sacrificed so much in my life. Why am I not getting that result I wanted? So it took me a while to, it was a really great lesson for me to learn that sometimes you work hard. It doesn't mean that it really does not mean that you will get the sales right away. You will get the results you wanted right away. You got to do a lot, a lot of analyzing and a lot of, uh, you know, digging and trying to, you know, solve that problems. And sometimes when you don't work as hard, that's when you see the results. So um, those two years, I would always remember those two years when I was doing tons, tons, tons of hard work and late nights. I worked till like nine or 10. I got out of the office. It was complete, you know, bitch dark and um, but not getting any results. But it was a very, very valuable, important lesson for me. You know, there... (sighs) Yeah, working working from night to night is uh and not not like nighttime nighttime but like morning when it's still dark and get and then leaving when it's dark is uh it's first off it's disorienting uh, especially if yeah. you don't have windows where you work. Uh <laughs> it's very tough to to you know to to de- deal with those types of situations. Um but you know I I think that at that point we, we could talk about like perception a little bit where you were saying like people like knew you were making all these calls but they they knew you weren't getting as many sales as you were getting as you were doing calls. Yeah. And and you know utilizing that as a springboard for yourself to uh like to stop, like how did you stay motivated through those 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 hang-ups and those no's and those 
Sorry, wrong number. Um. I think you need to really have an innate, and it was so. It was an in, interesting process. I always knew I wanted to stay in business, and I always knew, and I, I think that's a very, very important thing that people really have to recognize is that um, if you want to really learn, you have to know how to sell. You have to know how to sell when you are an entrepreneur. And for me, I always knew, you know, there's something I have to figure out. I knew there's, a, I had to figure out something. I knew, I I didn't know how to do it per se, but I continue doing it. I continue to figure it out. And I talked to a lot of people about it. And I think that's the thing. Another thing is that when you really, really uh, doing a hundred percent and you do not give up, people see it and you naturally start getting a lot of help. And not the first year, first year people thought I was just a kid, but afterwards I got a lot of mentorship. I got a lot of people approaching me actively or asking me, Hey, how are they, you know, how are those calls doing? You know, did you get to meet people? People are curious to know um, whether I was succeeding. So I think the first thing is and that's what I tell a lot of entrepreneurs, like if you are ready to really succeed being an entrepreneur or you're, if you want to b- go after big clients, if you're ready to make big sales, if you're ready to take your business from six figure to seven figure, you have to realize one thing that you need to learn how to sell. You need to sell. There's no other ways or there's no other saying, oh, I can just hire a sales manager. I can get somebody to do this for me instead. You have to do it in one way or another, getting funding, getting, you know, getting published, getting, um, getting great employees. It's all about selling your product, selling your business, selling who you are. So you get, you have to know that. So for me at that time, I think there was no plan B. There was no plan B. I knew that I had to learn how to sell. So I just kept going and, um, and really try to get a lot of mentorship. Mentorship was very, very extremely important for me. I I would agree. I think you know having a mentor is is or mentors is very important for you to be successful at what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and and having uh people take notice, you know, because it's yeah, at first it's like you know people wouldn't won't take you seriously necessarily, but over time they they start to realize that you're not just here for the short term that you actually take it seriously and, and that you're going to continue to go to distance and make those calls over and over and over again and build those relationships with those calls. Um, Cause that's really, you know, really what it comes down to is, is, is building a relationship and getting the door open enough that you can make that relationship happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Melinda, what would you say your dreams for the future are looking like? Um, my dreams of the future future is um, I think we're we're really what we're trying to do is creating a movement of uh, creating a movement to really help entrepreneurs empower them with all the tools they need to not just be small entrepreneurs to have that freedom to say hey you know what I want to bring my business to a much bigger one but I have all the tools to scale scale my business to however I want to. So really to have that platform, to create a really good platform, it's not just in sales. Right now, our focus is really about teaching people how to sell. But I really want to create a platform to show entrepreneurs, you don't have to be small. You don't have to, I get a struggle. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs, especially you just started, you end up working with a lot of small clients and there's a lot of hours put in, but 
you're never getting that money you want because, you know, you know, people can't pay you for what you're really worth. And uh, we're trying to create that platform to really help and empower the entrepreneurs to go after big clients and have that have that technique. Because right now that sales knowledge is uh, is kept within that small B2B sales executive. And uh, that kind of technique, a lot of only B2B, a very exclusive group of people have used that technique to go after really hard to reach decision makers. And what we're hoping and what I'm hoping for is to have that platform and make that knowledge available to entrepreneurs. So if somebody choose, I mean, it's fine if you want to go for small clients because everybody's business model is different. But if you want to go after big clients, you are able to do that and you have all the tools necessary. And uh, that would be my dream. And hopefully I don't get any, get insane with two kids and the other job. So have that balance and try to try to remain sane getting when we get to that dream. So. Yeah. Balance is, is, is super important. I mean, it's something that, um, as, as you get bigger and if you don't keep your eye on the ball, like you'll, you'll start to not be around because you'll, your time will be pulled constantly pulled away. So, you know, to me, like, and, and the way I'm building, you know, my business is, uh, doing things I actually want to do when I want to do them and, and just need getting what I need, not like, oh, well, if I get all this business, then I'll have all this work. Well, that's not necessarily what I want because it's going to take away all the time. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think that, I mean, we're really redefining the entrepreneurship. Uh, back then before, maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago, when people start their business, it's all about you know getting as much money as you want, you know. Richard Branson, I mean, let's say Donald Trump, that kind of entrepreneurship. But I think right now the entrepreneurship we're talking about is really, hey, what kind of lifestyle do I want to lead? And I just, you know, I want to, I mean, there's tons of people, they're traveling around and handling their business while traveling. And there's that group of people. There's ton of mom entrepreneurs, dad entrepreneurs, and there are people are, you know, millennial entrepreneurs, but people are really defining themselves and or create a business that reflect who they really are. You know, going back to what you were saying earlier about um, how you know entrepreneurs need to be able to to do sales, like, and and the the reason um, that I don't, I don't think you really touched on too much is is you really need to be able to believe in it first what you're selling, mm -hmm. like if whether it's your service or or your you know skills or your product or whatever it is, like. You know, you can't just hire somebody, especially when you're just getting started, because it's not necessarily like like it's it's you. It's a it's an extension of you or at least it should be an extension of you. So it, that's why it's like you need people that are passionate about it right out of the gate. And you're supposed to be mm -hmm. the most passionate person ever because you just created it, you know, or you just you just started doing it. So if you're not passionate about it, then you need to re-identify what it is that, you know, you are passionate about and find something else that to yeah. do. Yeah, I I mean, there's, it's a, it's a funny thing. A lot of people say you got to really believe in it. You got to have the mindset and so that you can, you know, go out and sell better. But I like to see it happening at the same time. And especially when a lot of people ask me, you know, how do I get over the fear of selling? How do I really believe in myself? And I always, a lot of times I tell them, stop thinking, just do it. Because sometimes your belief, your passion, your understanding of your clients, your understanding of yourself or of your service will surface when you talk to more people, when you start selling. So a lot of it's, it's something that will happen at the same time. I get it. You know, in our mind, I've gone, I've 
gone through the same exercise and practice, you know, you wonder, there's so many questions. Am I really selling it the best way? Am I really presenting my business to sell the best way? Am I targeting the right market? And I always tell people, yeah, keep thinking about it, but you got to do it. So, you know, while thinking about it, the only answer, and I think the most practical answers to all the questions you have is start talking to people, start selling it. You might not do a really good job at the beginning. You might get tons of no's. There might be mistakes. Hey, it will happen, but you'll know your clients better. You'll know yourself better. You'll know your service better. So at the end, I really, you know, all the tools, all the strategies, all the resources, workbook and uh, whatever, you know, stop thinking and start selling. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Yeah, because you'll learn more from your customers as they ask questions that you're like, oh, I didn't think about it like that. Or I just, I assumed that somebody would know that it was like this, but you're just too close to the situation to realize that not everybody knows everything that you know. Yeah, it's, uh, and then, you know, I've, I've gone through the same thing over and over again. Like you're thinking, oh, I would love to sell to this person. I would love to sell to this person. So you go through that sales process. And uh, while you're trying to sell this person, other opportunities come up and you end up getting this really fantastic deal deal or fantastic sales because you are selling to the other person. But you would never know. You would never reach these people if you don't go out and start selling. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I always encourage people to do. You can take baby steps. You don't even have to start selling now, but start networking, start talking to people, start introduce yourself, trying to figure out, you know, how do I, how do I talk about myself in the most meaningful, valuable way? So it's a process. Yeah. <laughs> so before we share how people can connect with you online, cause they totally should, especially if they're a woman trying to make big sales, uh, in the world. Uh, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Um, yeah, well, um, just go out. I believe that small entrepreneurs can sell to big clients. If you're really focused in terms of who you're trying to serve and how you want to serve it. So if you ever wonder, or if you ever have doubt that, Hey, I'm just small and, uh, how can I sell to big clients? Um, feel free to connect to me. I would love to share some techniques and strategies that, uh, that, um, any entrepreneurs can use to be able to sell to big clients. Um, a lot of stuff we cannot cover today, um, but uh, yeah, they are always welcome to connect with me offline to talk about strategies that might work as small entrepreneurs and selling to big clients. Awesome. Yeah, they, to- they totally should. And how, how can they connect to you? Uh, I My website is womenmakingbigsales.com. And uh, I'll send you the link so that you can put it um, on the note. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, I also have a really useful tool that I would love to share with anybody who wants to go after big clients is I have um, my sales script. So my complete list of sales scripts, it's got 14 pages of all the stuff I talk about or the the word for word script I use to ask for meetings without sounding too pushy, ask for introductions. So um, I'd be very happy to share with the audience if they want to just take a peek of how I approach big clients. Yeah, that, that'd be awesome. I, having those sales scripts can be great to get started, especially if you're like, well, I have this great product or I have this great service, but I'm not really a salesperson. How do I, you know, it's like having a coach right there, like talk, like talk you through your first couple of calls, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great way to, you'll personalize it and you'll see the scripts I use. They're super easy, super casual, super 
useful and you realize that hey it's not about giving this big speech or you know oh here it's a, our company provides that that no it's about starting a conversation it's about uh, you know talking about valuable topics so um i hope that's something that'll give people a bit of a taste of uh, what it takes to sell to big clients and they can internalize it use it to their own voice customize it because uh at the end it'll be you selling your product so yeah yeah definitely well, Melinda, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Dreamers podcast today. I've had a great time talking to you, and I'd love to have you yeah. on again in the future and, uh, you know, like a year or so and, and follow up and see how things are going. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to. Uh, it was fun talking to you. So thanks a lot for having me, Joe. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dreamers podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.